0: Oh man, I rate the way you hold back on the n bomb still, man. What do you mean hold back? It's not hard
1: to hold you back. Hold on it.
0: back now, cause someone would just have been like, oh, niggas bleed just like us."
1: Nah, you don't need to hold back on the thing that shouldn't be said. I
0: just realised that Jesus. So let it broken. run, let it
1: run. Add to the add to the introductory banter of beer, rap, and banter The greatest podcast. The greatest podcast. Is that how you're introducing us now? Listen, the streets know. The people them know. Everyone I speak to is like, yeah, I love the podcast, I love what you're doing. Yeah, big up. So, thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you t-
0: subscribe, subscribe, subscribe.
1: Make sure you tell your friends. We're on episode fifty-six. It is. Yeah, it is episode fifty-six. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're getting it in, bro. Yeah, man. Don't
1: second guess, man. That's exactly what it is, That's bro. It. Fifty-six episodes deep in gangsterdom, and we got. We had three guests before, so I want to shout out to the previous episodes where you listened to it, where we had Castillo first, Dal Blake, yeah, and Genesis Elijah, yeah. But right now we're going back to basics. We're going back to training day. Just me and you, cow with the mics. Okay, just cruising through the hood,
0: knocking down bad guys, <laughs> getting that guap. That's it, and getting that fly. Pum pum. What? Well, yeah, that's what training day was all
1: about. Ma- <laughs> say it say it no i can't say i joking it's at can, bi- can, can you do the laugh the, the denzel laugh i can't what does he do you he <laughs> do no i don't even remember that My man at beer at Bans, beer up and banner at gmail.com myself english myself Cal. and we're bringing you the weekend episode how you been man let's have a quick catch up how you yeah, been man, what's good bro what's good give you a handshake see if you can uh. do the click <laughs> oh, I almost dropped my phone through my legs, man. It was Bro, why s- are your
0: palms so sweaty as well? I've got to wipe my hands.
1: Palms oh. are sweaty. Arms are s my arms spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> They're not sweaty, man. <laughs> why did you just wipe your hands then? Because you said they were sweaty. <laughs> you're making me nervous. Because you're making us hold the mic today. Uh Pause. yeah. Um, and um, You need to
0: practice your microphone technique. Some of our guests have got poor microphone technique. Well, you need Damn. to be able
1: to hold the mic a certain way, but this is how we're doing it on a Sunday. But yeah, how you been, man? Yeah, Quick man. catch up. You were, you were hosting an event recently.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Shout out to Black Chronicle and all the man them down at the chip shop in Brixton. So the chip shop, the hip hop chip shop, that's the spot for uh, a lot of UK rap. And uh, so, yeah, I went down there to host an event for Black Chronicle. The It was kind of like a, a launch of his Autopsy of Crime EP. And uh, we had like an open mic. We had like a couple of cyphers going. Nice. Live PAs. Um, there were some real lyrical guys that came down and just spat bar after bar after bar. Lyrical miracle. Lyrical miracle
1: syllable. So this chip shop, like, forgive my ignorance, do they serve, do they do food in there? Yeah. So, yeah. It, so it's like fish and chips or like a burger joint. We should go one day. It's kind of like a calf.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so typical kind of like English, British cuisine. Yeah. Greasy spoon. Um, not so greasy, maybe. Um, That's and, what they're called, uh, they call greasy actually, spoons. That's what. Yeah. Comes, yeah.
1: Oh All yeah, oh right. But enough. it's not greasy. It's it's, it's healthy.
0: Um, well, I don't know. When you say greasy spoon, that makes it sound like uh, it's a bit of a derogatory kind of spin to it. Oh, okay. it sounds like a diss. Really? Greasy spoon. Yeah. Like, if you had a choice, would you prefer to eat from a greasy spoon or would you prefer to eat from a clean spoon? Oh, clean spoon. But <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, I hear But, you but saying. it's, yeah, it's a saying. I get Yeah, it's, it's, I get it's, it's like a calf place. Anyway, yeah. So, so is, that, is that basically what you call pub grub? Like a greasy spoon? I hear you. Yeah, like yeah. Like spoons, like get a burger and chips with spoons. that's a greasy spoon.
1: No, spoons is a pub, innit? A greasy spoon is like a calf, like lamb's calf in Leighton, or... But do they not do... Uh healthy alternative calf
0: style food in Weatherspoons.
1: Yeah, they do everything in Weatherspoons. Weatherspoons is like the epicenter. I've been big enough. That's up what
0: I'm th- saying. So could you not call Weatherspoons cuisine greasy spoon type
1: of food? Mm, no, because they do like fresh shit as well, like paninis and pizzas and salads, and they do everything. A plethora Okay. We're going off to, sorry, we're going off topic like mad. So anyway, the as per usual. <laughs> Straight <laughs> in. Um yeah, the fans know
0: that, know what we're like. We just have a conversation, we let it go. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The trip shop was live. The vibes was good. We should go there one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only a small little place, but you get a nice little vibe in these little small kind of intimate settings, don't you? In South anywhere, anywhere.
2: No,
1: is it in South, I'm saying It is
0: in South. It's in Brixton, right around the corner from Bricky Station. Nice. And they've got a couple of screens in there, so you can go watch the football. Wicked. You can have a beer. Wicked. You can have some nice food. Wow. And they've got, you know, the turntables and the mic. You get some live hip-hop as mm. well. Mm. Sa- and, uh, sounds The we decor need. is amazing as well. You know, when you're looking around, you're seeing some of the legends on the walls and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, uh, definitely get down to Chip Shop and go check that out when you're in Brixton.
1: Yeah, and a good live night. Yeah, big up, man, yeah. I went to uh, the Proud To Be event in Stratford in the east by Stratford, near Stratford Station with Badu and Nana Badu. We had him on the Play On Football podcast, and then I went to his event on the, I want to say, Friday evening because I didn't go Thursday. I was meant to go Thursday, but I went Friday, and there was a really cool vibe. There was um, There was a fashion show that was dope, and there was food and there were people dancing and art and people to talk to. And it was a real positive spin on Black History Month and real good for the community. Nice. Yeah, it was
0: cool, man. What kind of dance were they doing? Were they doing the gun
1: league? No, nah, nah, nah. Kids were just, kids were just dancing in it and like in a circle and then they had music at the end. So it was a real family orientated vibe. A little bit older as well because we had drinks and stuff and had a little rum punch. and.
0: Were they doing like the Harlem Shake? <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Oh, oh. Nah, they were doing like the cam, like later on in the evening, that cameo, the electric slide thing, and right, people just dancing. No, it was a vibe, man. It was a real good vibe. Great the candy uh, dancing, that. Yeah, a real creative, positive space, and uh, saw some people there from back in the day. a posty was there from great G R M Dale, I think their offices are there, and it's real cool. So big up Badu Sports and the whole team, and you know, I, that's what I like. Yeah, it was cool, man. It was very positive.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I went up there before to go check for Nana. Um, shout out to um, Mr. Badu himself uh, and the whole squad. Uh, mm. We also had um, his brother on our playing podcast as well, Kevin. Yeah, we, we got Kevin as well.
1: Um, and yeah, yeah, they've got a really cool space down there, down in uh, here, East in Stratford. Yeah, it's a cool space, man. It's creative. Mm. So hopefully, we're gonna hit them up and uh, we'll see what we can see what we can pattern from there. Um, right opposite the
0: BT Sports Studios as well. Mm,
1: isn't it? We run up in BT and be the new. Uh, commentators or producers of a show maybe (laughs) maybe not (laughs) wow one thing at a time
0: (laughs) just walk straight in there like suge knight like yeah you know what it is so we're coming here (laughs) to be the producers of a new show it'll be like the apprentice
1: (laughs) so you just start telling everyone what to do in (laughs) it oh we'll get on to the apprentice in a minute because i've been watching in and out but um also it's been halloween man i know i know we're not really celebrating the uh Halloween festival but I like seeing people dress up and I like seeing the kids yeah, get excited but yeah.
0: Why do you like seeing the kids get excited? I actually like it when people troll the kids. That gives me the most draw. No
1: I like the kids you know they're getting dressed up and it's for, for me I see Halloween as a, as a chance to celebrate the dead not like on a that sounded fucked up. No nah, man, not like that sounded well Not unlike a devil, man. <laughs> not unlike a Ouija board and like <laughs> <laughs> Come around my yard, didn't it? And there's his bare candles and <laughs> mad like mad ghosts and shit. No, nah, it's, it's a chance to celebrate people that have passed and a chance to celebrate their living in life. And I know they use that in other other countries because it's mainly was a pagan festival in it, and it's the beginning of like the crops and the and the harvest and whatnot. And mm. it's become really Americanized, which i don't, i don't, I don't mind watching it from afar, like I'll watch people's what they're wearing on Instagram and see how they're getting dressed up and whatnot and I like seeing the kids they' are getting their 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 sweets, their candy and they're getting dressed up and scared so big them up It's a chance just to remember people that have maybe passed and whatnot. and you really? see in the con- is
0: that something people do on Halloween they yeah, remember man. people that
1: have passed Well, my dad's birthday's on Halloween, mm. so that's like not really ironic, but it's a thing as well. But people It's do. a special day. In it's your a special family. day, nonetheless. Yeah. Although we didn't like really celebrate in a minute, but um, to 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 think about people who've passed, I know it's definitely done in like the Day of the Dead in other countries, or you know festivals. So it's become um, Americanized, and it it seems quite cool. But yeah, we were talking about um going to. a... Well, I went to a Halloween party, and there's people getting dressed up, and we were saying if we saw someone wear a black face or a white face. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see anyone. Being black, I didn't see anyone cause offense by dressing up. I think in my
0: question was, Have you ever seen someone dress up in blackface at a Halloween party? No, no, I haven't. Because you know, you could dress up as anything, couldn't you? I think that that's the weird thing about Halloween. Like, I think tying into what you're saying about it being Americanized, yeah, it's gone from what it's supposed to be like Hallows Eve and the traditional celebration of the changeover from the summertime to yeah, the winter yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like you say, the end of the harvest and all of this kind of
1: stuff. And it's gone from that to some mad thing of okay, like let's just skip? dress up as
0: yeah. uh, you know, my favourite celebrity. Yeah, and yeah. Go yeah, and have yeah, a party yeah. and, and drink. Like
1: and the fancy dresses look cool. Like especially like some of the women's outfits and like men's outfits, they look like amazing. They put a lot of effort but um have I ever seen any scene with a Black of Party? No, I haven't. But if I had, I'd definitely have to say Brav bruv or it. Listen, you can't. You have to wash your face off now, innit? Come, I'll put the flannel to your face. You
0: show sure you what we're saying, hey bruv. Where did you get your black face from? I'm gonna do that <laughs> next year.
1: <laughs> what shade is that? What sh- what shade of <laughs> is that jet black or or oh, black black? <laughs> <laughs> I'm black, yo and I'm i bigly black. Can you flex? So yo? what about if you saw a person with a white face, white like? See this is or a this brown is face, like a, like a Apu or something from The Simpsons or.
0: See, this is the thing, like I reckon Can everyone's gonna have their own different uh levels that they get offended at stuff, aren't they? Have you said this, like, yeah. For me, uh, I'm not really gonna get that offended. Especially if someone's doing white face, like
1: Would you get offended with a blackface at a Halloween like, party? I, I think Would it depend on the costume? Ooh, you see
0: you see, do you remember when we saw Griezmann doing blackface?
1: He was a Harlem Globetrotter, yeah.
0: That was probably like a Halloween party or something stupid like that, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, I think if I saw, if I went to a party and then, like, say we was at an industry party, um, all kinds of podcasters in there, you know, the play on podcast blowing up. So, you know, we're in there with journalists and footballers and all this. And then somebody comes in like Griezmann dressing up as a Harlem Globetrotter and he blacks out. I'll be thinking, bruv... That's slightly offensive to me. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm not gonna actually put a flannel on him and make him clean it off. Could you imagine if I'm gonna be thinking, nah, you took the
1: piss. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't like physically grab them and wipe like spit spit on spit on the handkerchief or spit on the flannel and wipe <laughs> their face like like your mom, your mum's used to do in it. Like wipe off the food around your around your mouth. But um can you imagine we went to a fancy dress party and then people dressed as you and me? <laughs> I'd be mad.
0: That oh, uh, that would be bad
1: That'd be some weird shit.
0: Especially if they were black and white, and the black one
1: white and dark, and
0: the white one black. <laughs> one <blacked>
2: <laughs> <off>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It'd be like that meme: the Spider Man looking at the other Spider Man, like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, pointing to each other. Um, do you know what? I, I'm trying to think. Like, now nah, the Halloween was uh, was a lot, and also we got um the fireworks display popping off. Do you like fireworks?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, I got actually invited to go to some fireworks, but I was like, "See, fireworks is a family thing. Like, I wouldn't really want to just go and just turn up. Like, it's cool if you want to go and you want to go with your utes and whatever.
1: You go with your missus or your or, or your or whatever. Yeah, uh, no,
0: yeah, I mean, I, some people do, you know, do your thing. But for me personally, um,
1: you think it's a family thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a family affair um, you get good going, going from back here to the for the, the for the
0: fireworks oh yeah 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 definitely um got a nice view for fireworks here. yeah so um go on. i was gonna say going back to the, um the trick-or-treating kind of thing because that's a big part of halloween yeah. i don't know the actual original uh you know what part of culture that that mimics like maybe there was a in part of the pagan festival people were giving out like you know the harvest Uh, Proceeds to people like maybe here you go here's a couple of carrots here you go here's or the children would go around and collect some potatoes and some carrots (laughs) and some cabbage from people's doorsteps or something I don't know but I saw a video that was hilarious where a guy was giving out some sweets to some kids Um, but then when you kind of zoom in on the sweets there was actually little like little cubes of seasoning.
1: (laughs) Some <laughs> little Maggie cubes or something in it, season up your meat. <laughs> T- tell your mum to go and season up her chicken, the bitch.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, man, the face on a kid when they put that little cube in their mouth—that would be hilarious. Yeah, that
1: would be funny if you choke. But then, <laughs> but in this day and age, you could get a kid who could choke on that dye, and then you got oh, a court and then you're fucked, innit? That's deep. That's deep. That's um, deep, still. Um, See, why you gotta take the fun out of everything, man? Because I got to think. In 2019, we man's, got bare snowflakes and sensitive. Man's on people. this pastoral thing, always looking after the kids. Yeah. Dang. But no, nah, that would be that would be funny though. Um, I'm lucky that I live in a block, so I
0: don't I don't have any kids knocking on my door. Do you have any kids
1: knocking on your door for Halloween? No, nah, we turned off all the lights and didn't answer. <laughs> <laughs> t- no, nah, in fact, I even took the doorbell off the door, not intentionally, but the battery nah, ran that's out. So
0: of the tight, man! You're a teacher. You're supposed to be. You're, you're supposed to be prepared. Like you got the flipping the halal sweets and everything. Nah,
1: you know I do have the halal sweets on deck at school. Yeah. Cause, um. Obviously, because you have to cater for the kids and yeah, whatnot, man. and then. Uh, and no gelatine in it and whatnot but no we took the doorbell out not because we didn't want kids to pester our door but just generally the doorbell the battery ran out and then i thought yeah i just i won't wow. rush to put the put it, put it back in because the kids will knock on us but um no, no 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 we didn't really see too much around our way to be honest
0: it's quiet where you live in like
1: it so you're like it's rural
0: up in the suburbs <laughs>
1: In the woods. In the burrow. Although I live right by the forest, and the forest has got to be the scariest place. What's scarier, right? Some the Blair Witch kind of. The forest, damn. gravesite, or like an old empty church or an old empty school. Oof, or.
0: The spookiest location. And if you and send me your location. A graveyard at night. That would always. Would You walk through
1: a graveyard at night?
0: I've done it before.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: But it's Have always you ever
1: in a graveyard? No, I see. I'm not.
0: That's mad. No, I'm definitely not. I ain't done
1: that. You imagine beating a girl and then all of a sudden the hand comes up from beneath the ground and grabs you, and then, like, some. He <laughs> 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 like busts that knob. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hand grabs your knob and wakes <laughs> <wipe> you <off>. up.
2: <laughs> grease.
1: Oh, I only took a, yeah 20 minutes in, 15 minutes in, we're already on the Halloween grease. Halloween grease mode. <laughs> it's a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I forgot what we were talking about.
0: We're talking about the scariest location. So, come, on, which one would be yours? Out of a, a church, graveyard, um, forest, I'd say. A forest, an abandoned school. An abandoned school is. School's pretty scary. deep.
1: I've been locked in a school before and like it's all been pitch black. That's quite eerie. Uh, graveyard would probably be, but graveyards are like, when you go to graveyards to see family and whatnot, it's not really a thing.
0: How did you get out of the locked
1: school? Uh, set the al- no I, cl- I think I climbed over the fe- I, I don't know I think I climbed over the fence or set the alarm off and me and another teacher like an older woman who was there it wasn't nothing mad but um just working late, I'd say. Uh, I'd say. Um, so
0: you and an elderly woman climbed over the fence. No, she didn't climb s- over. No. <laughs> she would. She would have killed herself, mate. It was.
1: <laughs> I was just trying to picture that for a minute. She was a bit of a lump as well. She definitely weren't climbing. But um, now nah, this is so what like you left her there. Yeah, everyone remember. So. <laughs> <laughs> left <laughs> left her for the ghosts and goblins, the dead kids to get her in oh, it. Oh man, left for dead like the video game. That's it. Now, I'd say a forest. I'd say a forest is quite eerie because. Um, yeah, forest is pretty deep, so and okay. I live I live right by a forest, so I wouldn't be walking through there late at night. I um, can't believe you climbed over the
0: fence and left the woman to It was more like a herself. gate. It was more like a
1: gate, but <laughs> <laughs> I think she was waiting for me to like unlock the thing. And you did it, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Fuck this <laughs> <laughs> I'm out, bitch. <laughs> Deuce Brought the threw the peace sign and walked away. Deuces <laughs> Left her there innit? Struggling. No, I'm joking, I didn't really <laughs> listen,
0: it's every man for himself. Listen. <laughs> hey, if, if, it's in a, if it's a what zombie apocalypse, the? I know you're going to be on point, bro. You're going to be off quick. What's that
1: mob deep song? Getaway.
2: <laughs> 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 um,
1: and you've been uh keeping healthy, cow. You say you've been uh, oh, do you listen? Do you think I've lost a lot of weight? Like, I know you see me quite a lot, yeah, but every person I bumped into that I ain't seen in a minute is like. Yeah, Ben, man, you've lost loads of weight, brother. You've lost loads of weight, and I'm like, see, it depends
0: how long that minute is. If it's like a Microsoft minute, where it's like one minute and it turns into an hour, then yeah, if I mean, it's like, like I someone that you ain't, ain't seen, seen, for, seen years. for like
1: months or a year, yeah, 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 yeah. I just, it's a blessing. Yeah, I've lost weight. That's it. But I'm not, I'm not big though, because I know you're using this weight, this fitness, this uh, elastic band thing to get.
0: And I've just started trying a thing, so just, you know. Yeah, man. Um, I'm not cycling anymore because my bike got nicked. Um, I should really be back on the swimming, but I'm not swimming as much as I should do. And I just thought, let me try this resistance band thing.
1: No, it's good. It's important, man. No, I'm supporting it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everyone can do that. You just get a little
2: resistance Whatever you do,
1: yeah. So it's your own body mm. mass, your own resistance. Because mm. mm. whatever you do, I know people listening are keeping fit because it's important to, you know, even if it's a quick 10 minutes, 20 minutes, not even when you listen to us, you could be listening to music or whatever else. A quick workout, quick run, and you feel so much better for it, wouldn't you?
0: you, you got to do something, like you said earlier. you got to do something. So, whether, um, you know, you're out and about, and you're playing football all the time, or you're jogging, or mm. whatever you're doing, you got to do something. The res- for me, the, the resistance band thing, is something that I've been meaning to get onto for a while. Although, although I think, ideally, I would be on the kettlebells. Because mm. that shit looks like the proper workout, man. That, but I think the resistance band thing for me, that'll be my, my warm up, getting, um, you know, just getting everything used to training again. And then when I'm at a certain level with that, then I'll probably start to try and looking into
1: the kettlebells, man. You got to spec, yeah, no, listen, and it's all in-house. You don't have to go to a gym. You don't have to spend hundreds of pounds. Mm. You, you can YouTube it. You can you can mm. motivate yourself or, or do it with, with a friend or a sort of family member and, and push yourself and you can do it. We believe in you, Cal. We believe in your I'll listeners. I'll do
0: it with that spooky
2: voice. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Lift up some kettlebells. And
1: drop it on his head. It sounds like Paul Bearer from The Undertaker's manager. <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> <mean? laughs> the Undertaker <laughs> Who do you reckon's the scariest, like have we talk about top three selected like scary characters or scary things? Right, what's scary would you say? Like a ghost? Scary ass. Vampire. Frankenstein's monster, werewolf, um a zombie, I'm trying to think what else. A
0: vampire is going to try and suck your blood.
1: I want to suck your blood. <laughs> Dracula's pretty scary, scary. But Dracula, I like Dracula cuz he can eggs. finesse. He'll he'll finesse people. Like he'll, he he's a player. Hmm. Uh, Dracula's like a ladies man cuz he'll just come here, he'll,
0: he'll just finesse them, make them think that he's kissing her neck and the next
1: thing you know, That's it. Game over. Drinking. Werewolf. Mm.
0: Uh, You know what? In the movies, the werewolves always look freaky. Like, uh, have you seen Beowulf? No. It's a disgusting transformation.
1: I've seen um, Werewolf in Paris, is it? No, Werewolf. Those
0: were a bit weird back in the 80s kind of horror movies.
1: Um, Now, Werewolf's not really cutting it. Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, yeah. not really scary.
0: Zombies, I mean, walking dead, bro, come on.
1: Yeah, zombies, but they can get away from... It. So what I've found is that all these creatures and monsters are flawed in one way or another. They've all got one sort of weakness, which is helpful for humans, I suppose, if if ever there's an apocalypse and we need to get away. Well, <laughs> you see... I hope that there is...
2: some
0: <laughs> You see, uh, it would have to be a bit flawed, wouldn't it? Because we're supposed to be the dominant species on the planet. So if there is a supervillain to counteract us... They're gonna have to have some kind of a weakness that we can exploit, so that we can continue to be the dominant species on the planet,
1: and continue to ruin the planet and fuck shit up. Yes, that's why we need um, what's her name, Greta Thunberg, and the people. Them, but yeah, we've
0: <laughs> <laughs> we've been off I, 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 I like the way you, you you line that up. I'll try and, um, but, but that but was yeah. off
1: our notes. We didn't we didn't have the note. We didn't have that in order. We was meant to talk about bear music first, but
0: we can give that a quick mention. So, so who is this
1: Greta? So there's a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio. And how do you say her name?
0: Greta Thunberg.
1: I saw her speech. Little
0: Scandinavian girl.
1: Yeah. How old is she? She she looks like she's about 13, I but I bet I she's about she's 24. About,
0: she's about 16 now, I think. Well, she's been doing it for a minute. She's been like just basically getting up on social media and just having a moan. So that's what people are doing these days. They're using whatever platform they have to say whatever they want to say. Some people want to go on online and say, Look how perfect I am. Look how beautiful I am. bear selfies and you know little stories and stuff like that. And some people want to go online and say, "Look at what's wrong with the world." And she's uh, the latter. And uh, I think it's her last video that she did. <clears throat> where she actually built up a bit of steam, didn't she? And she's um, she started being picked up by these kind of. Um, Humanitarian organizations, and she's doing like press
1: conferences and stuff. Yeah, she seems like the poster girl now for all of this, which is positive. So, well, yeah,
0: because I don't know, people might think she's on the spectrum or something. Like, I think she actually has Asperger's syndrome or something like that. Okay. Um, Which is like one of those kind of uh, conditions that affects your brain um, in a certain way. So, I think basically, she's got no filter, is kind of how um, her. Mental ailment affects her, um, but hey man, her message is sound. She does some emotional, emotional speeches, and it caught the ear of Leonardo DiCaprio himself. So oh, she
1: refuses to fly in it, so she gets like she goes everywhere by boat and train, electric car. I and didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she she met with Leonardo DiCaprio, who's a big on the the environment and donating his money and humanitarianism. Yeah, he's Leonardo DiCaprio. He's a legend, man. Great actor. Great
0: actor. Finally won an Oscar, didn't he, for that uh, w- Wolf in Wall Street, I think it was he won it for.
1: Yeah, but there's so many other films he was amazing. Basketball Diaries, um, The Revenant, Great Gatsby.
0: That, sh- that scene in Revenant where like he's fighting the bear. Oh yeah, the bear is onto him.
1: That was emotional That's still. That's onto him. But uh, yeah, we just threw that in. With the Wolf
0: in Wall Street one where he's like, he's like on drugs and then he's, he's crawling out of the car. Or the <laughs> Quailings, <the Quaaludes, laughs> whatever,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, I don't think I've seen an actor do something so believable before. That was just like, wow, you just forgot for a minute that you're watching
1: a, a film. Yeah, there must be something deep as to why he hasn't cleaned up in the past with films. Um, but yeah,
0: maybe it's because he's a humanitarian and he's getting blackballed. That's it, maybe that's all it was. Mm. But yeah, he's um he's taken a liking to this Greta Thunberg. He's done a little Instagram post where he's basically aligning himself with her and and her cause and her beliefs. And uh, th- there's a little Easter egg in there where he's basically said something like, "Um, it is because of Greta and young activists everywhere that I am optimistic about what the future holds." It was an honor to spend time with Greta. She and I have made a commitment to support one another in hopes of securing a Brighter future for our planet. Mm. So, what does that mean? We've made a commitment to support
1: one another. They struck some deal. There must be some sort of deal. where we're talking so Mm. typical BRB. We don't have any facts. We're just going (laughs) on speculation. What the fuck we're talking about? (laughs) Well, no. I mean, that's that's. But no. Do you know what? Do you know what? As well though, because he's in it. He's probably making. (laughs) He he's identified what she's doing, which is a great thing, and he's a bit more. Marketable, and he makes it look a bit more sexy than she does. So a bit more like media friendly. Excuse me,
0: are you just trying to say Leo DiCaprio is sexy?
1: Mm, Well, I don't mean it like that. I mean like the whole environmentalist and looking after you know the planet is a bit more oh environment oh the planet. (laughs) You know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I, I think he adds a little bit of uh, credibility, even.
1: Yeah, credibility makes it a bit more interesting, and the media, that the common man and woman will pick up on it more so than rather than seeing his kid who's just going on, which it is important, obviously. But you know, people are like stuck in their ways.
0: Uh, that's why I thought it was worth a little mention, man. Because yeah. you know, it's one thing for her to be doing her thing, and then for her to be diagnosed with some kind of a syndrome, and you know, you could just dis- you could use that to kind of dismiss what she's saying and just say, "Oh, look, she's, she's got Asperger's or whatever. She's not right in the head. That's why she's doing this. And you could completely ignore the really important things that she says. But you know, now that Leonardo DiCaprio's picked up on this thing- Yeah, I'm, watch this I'm space. I'm expecting something to happen from they're that
1: gonna meeting. Drop, They're gonna drop a fire mixtape or fire project. <laughs> it's, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be one for the ages. So watch this space. Moving swiftly on with the music. There's a lot of music that's dropped, Cal. I've been really pleased with with what's been dropping. Um,
0: Go on, give me give me a, one thing that you're really feeling right now.
1: Oh, that I'm really feeling. Mm. Oh, uh, well, there wasn't one thing in particular. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. Well, should we just start? Good start. Uh, let's start. From, let's start <laughs> with Kanye. Let's start with Jesus is King. Okay. Okay. Uh, I like the album. Yes. I like everything pretty much that Kanye does musically. Mm. Uh, what he says.
0: You don't like them Yeezys.
1: Mm, not really I like the hype because I was like a hype beast but not a hype beast I like the looks I think they look ugly some of the Yeezys look hella ugly
0: I like the, the, the I li- bulky trainer what's it 500 I think the Yeezy 500
1: I like the pirate black ones the original ones and I like the red octobers the ones he did with Nike back in the day but these, these new ones that the are looking
0: 350 look, boost
1: yeah they look cool I think these other ones are looking hella ugly like and clumpy I'm not really a, a chunky trainer guy like the Balenciagas. Now, nah, them
0: them big, thick Balenciagas
1: are nah, they look normal. like you got special deeds if you're wearing them trainers there. Mm. Um, the Kanye album, beautifully produced. like So it's the
0: 700 that I like. That's the 700.
1: Yeah, they're all right. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. They're all right. Them shits is all right. Them shits is all right. They ain't... Jam- I got that John Blaze. Uh, the the five 500s up, are, are looking a, a bit special. That
0: man don't really like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, unless, yeah they look like... I don't know, they're just a bit better But the
0: three fifties are probably the, the most sleek looking design.
1: But cause it's Kanye West, it's just gas, isn't it? So um I like his music. What he says, I think gets misconstrued sometimes. But the album, the way it was put together, I really liked um how it started off every hour. That was beautifully put together. Every hour. Mm. Every man. It's just beautifully put together. Oh didn't mean to play it there but yeah and it you know it's a gospel album we say that it's very church church orientated but this is positive man and you know if he's helping people find uh, what's the word
0: spirituality
1: yeah well they're finding themselves and they're using his music to uplift themselves and I'm all for it man his music's positive he's not talking those crazy crazy crud he's not talking those silliness so I'm all for it I really like the clips back together ugh
0: that was the only way it was going to work, wasn't it? Because yeah, if uh, they were both
1: talking about God. Or, and, and it's interesting because it's like um, the amount of million of bloody Cain and Abel references that them two have had over the years. I know they're brothers and cocaine and I'm Abel and I'm Abel with Cain is always funny. But the fact that they're both brothers, they both used to deal and one's gone down the gospel rap and he's not rapping about anything street and then Pusha T's obviously like continued and got better, if anything. So that was a nice contrast. Um it's just a shame that they only had a few bars each. They didn't really go in in. But it was cool, man. And like, yeah, uh, there's a lot of punchlines in there, there's a lot of quotables.
0: Well, <coughs> yeah, I mean, I like the album. Just I just wanted to touch on the clips point, which was uh I saw the interview that Kanye did with Zane Lowe. Oh yeah. And in that interview, uh Kanye mentioned that there will be a clips album that he's gonna produce. So th- so that that little feature there is a little teaser for things to come. There will be a new clips album. It will be a gospel rap album and it will be produced by Kanye West.
1: I'm excited about that.
0: How's that for some facts from BRB?
1: I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of cocaine undertones though.
0: You reckon you reckon Pusher will just slip a couple of I'm
1: moving that Jesus Christ with Jesus Christ or oh, some white white person reference to coke the Barry Manilow. <laughs> it's a Barry Manilow. I
0: did like the white girl reference. That's, that was They've a got a million cool. white
1: girl, Madonna, Lady Gaga. I fucking love it. <laughs> it never gets tired. <laughs> uh, like, can can't get t- you can listen to a whole album of coke rap from Pusher and then his brother's obviously on his contrast. But even the bars he said about uh, like when your brother's sinning and he had a good few references I liked and the Kenny G sax solo was dope as well.
0: The saxophone at the end of the song. Saxophone. Wow. Amazing stuff. Yeah, beautiful, yeah. man. Great album. I really liked it. I think it's really good, easy listening.
1: Yeah. It's nice, positive. But uh, and as well, more importantly, the way it's produced, like sonically, the sounds, the way the orchestra comes in, the Gosta Choir, beg your pardon. Yeah. And it's just sounds a bit of like, had a mix of like 808 and Heartbreaks mm. and a bit of um, Yeezus, a bit of like... uh. What's the words? Twisted Dark Fantasy. Like the song would often go on and build from it. So it was You can literally
0: hear uh, all of the different soundscapes Mm, he built mm. because every project Kanye does, he approaches it from a different space and he tries to come with a new sound. And you can hear like literally little pockets of those sounds coming together in this new kind of gospel wrap up. I wonder, do you think- do you think this could now go ahead and inspire other people to make gospel rap albums?
1: Um, I don't know if it's necessarily gospel rap will be like the the genre. I think people just make the real music. And if they want to make re- music where they're referencing God, there's always referencing to got, God or religion in some records. But hopefully it will push people on just to just do what they got to do and just be themselves. And
0: Yeah, shout out to JS because we had JS on the podcast, you know, and he, he was a fully fledged gospel rapper. Yeah. A bit like um, No Malice from Clips. He don't talk about the road no more, and he, you know, he does everything through God, and um, and I wonder if you know someone would listen to this, and maybe they would become inspired and think, you know what, I'm gonna start doing everything through God yeah. as well, as
1: long as it's for the right reasons. I think, I think, as long as it's obviously not just to sell uh, CDs or get downloads or to mm. get people through the door because you're using the God mon, you know, the God term or the, you know. So I hope it's for the right reason. I hope it's for the right message. But it's just good music. People can just enjoy music and just let their music talk. So, yeah. Jesus, Kanye West, Jesus is king.
0: Shout out to Kanye, man. Positive, positive album. Yeah.
1: Um, Music-wise, what else are we Riz- listened to? Uh, I don't know how recent, Riz- well, Griselda Ghost. So there's a sort of a big Ghost Limited.
0: God damn, we're going to go from Kanye to Griselda? <laughs> 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 we're going oh. from God to the devil. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Have they worked together? Have they done something? That would be sick.
0: Kanye and Griselda, how could that ever work?
1: Yeah, production-wise. Don't you think if, like, Because they've had Pusha T on a record with Benny, and like Grisda, the way Pusha worked with um, uh, Kanye for his album, if they did a couple couple records with him, that would be ridiculous. That would work. His production-wise. I, I, that I would don't work. know. I
0: feel, I feel like Griselda need more time. Because at the moment, they're in a very... Like, they've got their thing. And they're very good at doing their thing, but I haven't seen much else from them to suggest that they could diversify enough to be able to do something with Kanye. Because if they just do their regular thing, and then I mean, Kanye is a musical genius. So if he's directing the the song, then yeah, it will it will probably work, wouldn't it? But just me thinking right now, just putting those two together, it's like chalk
1: and cheese. I think it'd work. Couple beats,
0: so Kanye were with the choir talking about God, and then we said gun going
2: do do do, do. <laughs> hey,
1: yo. <laughs> 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 no, like <laughs> Kanye production, right? Imagine, imagine Kanye production that he did with Pusha T and his and his work, yeah, and like numbers on the board and some of my um, what's the most recent album that he did with a seven track Pusha stuff? So that type of theme. With the heavy drums, the good soulful production, with Griselda rapping on it, that would work well. Cause you think that they're using uh, Darringer and Alchemist beats, and Kanye can, or you know, not venture too far from that, work with him and do something. So I think that that would work well. But the reason I say that is because I was listening to the, this big Ghost Limited, and uh, Griselda worked with Griselda Ghost, and that's pretty dope. And you know what you're getting with him. Uh, so that was cool. And uh, Krypton Conan.
0: I was going to say, since we were on the Griselda connection there, yeah. I did like uh, Smoke Dizzer's latest project. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he played that um, to me earlier. Yeah, that was good. Uh, where he had a track featuring some of those Griselda artists produced by Pete Rock as well. Can't go wrong with Pete so Rock. Pete Rock being another legendary producer like Kanye. Um, uh, that kind of collab makes more sense to me. Okay, I get um, you. I get you. And yeah, that was that was some dope shit still.
1: Yeah. Smoke Dizzer's always been all right for me. Smoky. He's like, one of my guys, man. Yeah, he's okay. I think he's... voice. I mean, I like I he like he, I like everything. him as a person. Like what his persona rather than his rapping. I think it's maybe it's his voice a little bit.
0: Bro, his catalogue in 2019 alone is mad.
1: He's up there, he's like
0: bro. I've started da- I-, I downloaded a lot of his stuff when this new Statue of Limitations EP came out. Look what he's done in 2019. He's done this Prime Location volume one and two, mm. he's done uh Zau- the Zawa EP. Yeah. Like smoking sour or whatever. Sour, yeah. He's uh bacon eggs and trees. And he's done uptown. So he's got like like someone's whole career in in flipping in
1: one year. (coughs) He's putting the work in. Mad. I like him I like him more than Wiz Khalifa, but maybe not as much as currency for that weed rap type of artist.
0: Ooh. You see, I do kinda that's one of my little pet hates when people Someone in a box, and they say, "Oh yeah, they're just a weed rapper."
1: Because well, he's not, I do, he's not I do, just I do think weed Smokey like, is a lot more than that. Right? He does get a flies from Harlem. He's got the style, and so is currency as well. Yeah, he's got currency, currency. He's got the cars, yeah. the vintage cars. He's from um, where's the area? New Orleans. Louisiana, he's got that mix, like that. but it does feature heavily and their music and. I'm not saying it's weed rap, that's, like, that's lazy, but if you was to class them as like, what do they rap about 90% of the time? And what's the majority yeah, of their I, audience? I mean, yeah, So it's, it, it is they've, they've put themselves in that situation. Smokey's from Harlem, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, so. They you, get fly. You get, yeah, when you watch the videos, you see that kind of Harlem style. Uh, coming through in these videos, yeah, He's definitely got the Harlem vibe of like you know being a fly type of dude. And I was
1: watching him on um, Full Size Run. So there's a YouTube program I watch about trainers called Full Size Run, and it's got Trinidad James. Do you remember him? Gold on my watch, gold on my. He was
0: basic, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, but he, it was a. J- it was like it wasn't meant to be like a proper rapper. He's more like a, just a person from Atlanta. But he does this pro- tra- program about trainers, yeah, about sneakers and. Okay. Smoke. It's really good. It's really funny. It's fucking amazing. Um, if you like trainers obviously uh, Smoke Dizzle was on it recently and his whole get up is pretty like you know he's pictures with him and Dapper Dan uh, he's talking about Harlem and just the culture and clothes and music so that's cool man so I like Smoke Dizzle from that respect you know he's like a Vince Staples for me like I like to hear him talk and what they're about but in terms of music and rapping it's like you know I could take it or leave it Damn, it's a bit harsh I that, maybe I need that, that hurts my feelings Vince Sorry, Staples man. is another one of my guys uh, Vince Staples is anything man shit he's he's he, say, he, say, he, he <laughs> talks a lot of sense. He's just like oh, just meh. Sorry, man. Just so uh, okay,
0: because <laughs> this is the thi- this is the thing. Like these are these are the kind of people I would like to, to bun a zoot with or have a drink with and That's chill. That's
1: what with. I'm saying. Yeah, talk to and get off. of. But in terms yeah. of listening and like, there's other people that I'd probably want to hear in front of them.
0: Nah, for me, for me, just with Vince Staples, it, if he stopped doing all of the crazy experimental beats. I think his music would be a lot better, but at the same time, I respect his artistry. The fact that he wants to experiment, push the envelope, and do something new. And sometimes he gets it right. Sometimes he don't quite work in it, but that's mm. an experiment. But with Smokey, I think like he's got a really good ear for music. His beats are always yeah. Sick. His
1: beat selection's always on point. I just just doesn't grab me maybe the voice wise or yeah. I'll give him another chance. Right. Um,
0: the album with Pete Rock though, don't yeah. smoke rock. Well,
1: you can't go wrong with Pete Rock. Uh, I was just gonna say like thoughts on the. Uh, artists to just do one whole project with a producer because uh i know this wasn't in the notes but it just jumped to me now because you're saying smoke this has done the whole album with pete rock um, yep what's your foot th- do you like it when when an artist and a producer just lock in and work together
0: that's an interesting thought there because these days what tends to happen is people go and search for different sounds you know people whether they have advisors or whether they just kind of, you know, done market research, they've studied the game and they think this is what you need to do. You need to have the one for the radio. You need to have the one for the clubs. You need to have, you know, one for the chicks. Mm. Um, And they go and seek out various different producers to be able to build that album. But you can actually just team up with one producer and you can have a very consistent sound going across your whole album. And you can, I honestly think when they, when you do that, the actual project sounds more cohesive. Yeah, yeah. Right? It, it, it's a better listening experience. But then, you know, you can still like work with various different producers and produce a banging project as well.
1: Yeah, I, I think it feels a bit more special when you're working with one producer. In this day and age, like you said, you have an album that's got like a record for the ladies, a record for the club, a record for the car, a record for this, that.
0: One for the streets.
1: Yeah, that's it. One for the podcasters and... One for the smokers. That's it. So <laughs> if if you've got one producer, it's a, it's a bit more special and it seems like they've got an organic relationship that's built over months and you're putting it together. I know Ninth Wonder used to do loads of work with just one producer or static selector. Mm. Um, Kanye West had the stuff with Nas. I mean, the, the the project with Nas was, was, you know, was pants, but we'll, we'll look past that. But um, the... The Tiana Taylor project that he did and the push the T thing and the even the Kid Cuddy one, you know, they're all they're all special. So it's it's good that uh you got that. Which says cause Gangster, classic one two duo album dropped, um, and you got one producer, one artist is working together.
0: Yeah, I mean, what a combination those two are. Over the years, you know, they have been probably the best one MC, one producer combination. Um I I don't I guess maybe only Snoop and Dre could um Not could, as could consistent, say they were yeah.
1: better. But yeah, then, I hear what you're saying but then Pete Rock and Seal smooth but Gangsta you'd put above Pete Rock and Seal Smooth.
0: Definitely, definitely. They've been more consistent. Um th- I think they've got more respect as well. And um you know oh maybe another one could be uh, Prodigy and Havoc but then Havoc did have his rhymes as well. And Pete Rock did have his rhymes as well, still.
1: Yeah. Now Gangstar is, is in a league of their own. So this 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 new album is it unreleased Guru verses? Um, it appears that way. It appears to be a project
0: that's made posthumously. So rest in peace to Guru, um, legendary East Coast rapper who passed away a long time ago now. Mm. Um, and it's an album that just seems to be fresh out of the archives. Some new material, and there's loads of features on there. I, I really like the track listing on that album. If you were an old-school Gangstar album, like my favourite gangster album was Moment of Truth that dropped in 1998. Um, you know, that was the era when I was listening to Gangstar growing up in the 90s. And that album was powerful. It was, um, you know, there were some really solid tracks on there. DJ Premier was probably at his height, I think, in the mid to late 90s. yeah. And Guru was on top of his game as well. Guru he was actually featured on um the Jules Holland show once because mm. he had his uh his jazz thing going on. He had this series of records called Jazz Mataz. Yeah, I remember those they yeah. were really good. That it, was
1: that was interesting crossover. It, it was
0: very experimental jazz music that he was making and he was rapping and, and it was a great fusion. Like it was he was a pioneer. Nobody had actually done anything like that before. And that's probably why Jules you know, it piqued Jules's interest and he said, hey man, I need you to come onto my show and show the world what you're doing here. So when you've got a, a sort of revolutionary forward-thinking rapper like that with a legendary uh, rap producer coming together, you know Gangstar was something special. If you've never heard of them, you can do your homework. That's hip-hop history right there. Um, but this new album called One of the Best Yet, which was one of um, Guru's rhymes, honestly... You know how you said take it or leave it a minute ago? Yeah. Yeah, I could take it or leave it. Okay. Um as a as a huge Gangstar fan, uh I kind of feel like you could have just left these these verses on the on the hard drive. We didn't oh. need to hear it. Really.
1: It's got some got some great uh features on it that it says here, J Rue, Group Home, Bumpy Knuckles, Royce. The features are amazing because if you if you're a, a Gangstar
0: fan, you'll know that on all of their albums they've collaborated with all of them so it's literally they've brought through the whole Gangstar family. And put them all on one album, MOP, Q Tip, Group Home. Remember oh, Group Home? Of course Back I the do, yeah. um, You know, and the dope thing is that they've they've kind of mixed the old school with the new. So there's a track with J Cole on there, which is my favorite on the album, Family and Low E. Nice.
2: Um,
0: J Cole on a DJ Premier beat. I've not heard that before. No, I don't think. You I gotta I think for a minute. Yeah, you got? Uh, I, oh. I saw you looking up to the sky there, like, sort of trying to trying to find something like
1: looking up to the cloud. J, J. Cole
0: on a primo beat.
1: Um. So yeah. Um. Maybe on a mixtape, he might have jumped on one on the mixtape. But officially, yeah. I, I mean, it, it might sound a
0: little bit old school, a little bit dated. Um. But you know, if you're a gangsta fan, you definitely want to check that out.
1: Cool. Cool. Um. Just talking about while well, we s- talk about producer the producer artist collabs. Uh, East London's Jama. If you know right, East London's Jama does Black Russian. Hooked up with a um, what's the name of the guy that you hooked up with? What's the deal? Was there? Oh, slipping, Ben. slipping.
0: The way pen. you introduced that was mad. East London's Jammer does Black Russian. <laughs>
1: Pause. It sounded like you're
0: talking about a video where man's just knocking back shots of Black Russian. <laughs>
1: Have you drunk what Black Russian vodka? Have you drunk that? No. Is it a, are you uh, are you a vodka fan?
0: No. My dad used to drink vodka when I was little. And uh, I, that kind of put me off it because he drank a
1: lot of vodka. A lot of vodka. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, we hooked up with 199, that's it. He hooked up with the producer, so 199, nine, and put together this Black, Russia, Black Russian album, Graham album. Um,
0: oh, the album's called Black Russian?
1: Yeah, sorry, the album's called Black Russian. Jam's from East London. And the producer from Russia. No, the producer fuck knows where he's from. He's oh. probably from the bit somewhere. But 199, nine, and then basically... They've worked together and it's a decent album. It's a decent, uh, it was about five, six tracks. One, two, three, four, five, yeah. Um, yeah, it's decent. Uh, Concrete Jungle was my standout. I really like that with a vocal sample. So big like him making efforts for nonstop working. What you gonna say, sorry? You used just talking about something else other than the ru- you was gonna say something.
0: I was gonna say, when you was little, did you ever steal alcohol from your parents? <laughs> Uh underage drinking.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Um I was talking about this the other day as well because my mum had the drinks. She didn't really have that much drinks in the house and when she did it was it was proper it was tucked away in a in a cupboard. It weren't like on show and it weren't like readily available because my mum was not a big drinker at all. So whatever
0: she's a thinker, not a drinker.
1: <laughs> so she has, she has to have gin. I used to pinch a bit and then put water in it. I used to fill it back up with water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did that with the vodka. Um
1: but no, not really. Um Nah.
0: Yeah, I n- I never used to like the smell of vodka as well. It smelled a bit funny, man.
1: Yeah, alcohol was a funny one until you developed your taste buds, but uh no, we never really used to steal, steal too much booze.
0: Nick the odd beer here. I wasn't there.
1: really a big drinker, I wasn't until I got to university later on in life. I was more like, you know.
0: Yeah, but we all do naughty things when we're a child, don't we?
1: Yeah, but yeah, my naughty things weren't like drinking, Miss mm. silly things. Or say silly? Nah, A lot of
0: people, di- a lot of people did the underage drinking though, like sort of the alcohol. Well, pots, uh, yeah, the our ho- culture, yeah, well, all of that
1: kind yeah, of British culture is to have a drink and stuff, and yeah. uh, at home, there's nothing wrong with being introduced to drink at a young age, as long as you respect the drink and you know know how to treat it properly. But in terms of stealing booze. <laughs> No. You got to treat the drink like you treat the woman. got to take your time with that <laughs> stuff. It's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking a drink is not like making love to a beautiful woman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the rest of that. Um, What else music we talk about? Oh, I said about the Krepton Conan. I'm going to try and talk about it again for the third time. The goat level. We had a quick listen. Thoughts on Krypton Conan. Generally, I like what they're doing.
0: Like you say, it was a quick, a very quick listen. Um, And uh, I did like the track uh, I Spy, which I think was out a while ago, with a uh, heady one
1: and K Trap. Yeah, that was cool vocal sample. Um, um, I pl- I heard on Semtex the other day. They played Broski, which is quite thoughtful. There's there's some good thoughtful records on here. Uh, melodic and um, there's another song called Salam.
0: Salam alaikum, brother. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to checking it out. I think Crept and Cole are really good at going hard. Going in with the bars, they got that deadpan kind of delivery. Like I, I like to think they're like the Keanu Reeves of UK rap. Like that, that deadpan kind of like they'll just be rapping with a straight face. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> say some mad shit. I think they're the most lyrical. <laughs> I was thinking uh, they're definitely the most lyrical duo.
0: This is this is some straight um, John Wick type of album, but nah. This is bang bang, bro. I have
1: still not seen John Wick, but I think I think like other than what did we say? Other than we said gets Avellino rich who's more like these two are the most lyrical punchline like we're talking punchline kings are they the punchline kings
0: yeah i mean if you're talking punchlines yeah these two you're not going to do much better than crept and cold
1: they remind me of like dark and cold deal real fitted or new york smack dvd like in (laughs) a side punchline 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 set up punchline set up punchline set up and like wordplay where you get it Like, straight away. It's clever wordplay. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah.
0: yeah, One thing I like about them is that they they seem like they are heads, like, they're hip-hop heads. They probably... Like, if you had a convo with them, you could probably go deep about, you know, who their dopest rappers are, who their influences are. And they they would know their shit. Um, And you can hear it when they rhyme as well, man. They ain't messing about.
1: Yeah. I really liked uh, goat level. So... Which one's which? Conan's the shorter dude and Krept is the taller dude. Oh, uh, get, because he he had an incident recently where he got stabbed and at the back of a BBC One Extra Show. So, um, some prayers? Yeah, and they've responded really well because he put out the Morley's freestyle. Mm. Um, and then what I like about this project now is that they're showing off, obviously, like they're doing their like, uh, Bossy. Flossy stuff but they're also talking about we've invested in property we've invested in Crepton Cone, Cone's restaurant mm. we've invested in We still uh, haven't been there yet Nah it's, Yeah it's far there's a lot of things we ain't not done yet we've got to go we've got to go chip shop and we've got to go Krypton,
0: and we've got to go wing shop
1: I went is that in uh, Loughton? Oh you been yeah? Yeah yeah I went You yeah, like we, it? Yeah it was alright yeah. There's a wing stop though someone was saying in uh, Dalston I think Clue Big up Clue if he's listening he went to uh, Rick Ross's joint in Dalston Oh
0: uh. Rick Ross owns a restaurant in
1: Dawson. Oh, I don't know if he owns it. You know the wing What's the wing wing spot? Wing stop? Wing sh- wing something. I don't know. What does Rick Ross own? The wing shop, man. Chicken huh? wings. He owns Double MG. Oh. Oh, he dropped a new record as well that was pretty dope. I saw some video for that. Um but Crypto Conan. Anyway, they're talking all this lyrical stuff, lyrical miracle. Yeah. But also it's positive like Invest your money and do it the right way, and support each other. So I like that. And they got uh, Cadet on there, so RIP Cadet. It's good hearing his voice. Mm. Storms, he kills it. They've also got Whiz Kids, which I heard on the radio. So they got they got the commercial records. They've got the formula. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they got they, yeah, got they got they got yeah, the bait okay. records, which okay. aren't that bait, but they've got the underground. Then they've got a crep with Mostak, who I'm not the biggest Mostak fan, but good luck to him.
0: He signed to quite a big label, I think. Yeah, Virgin no, he smashed it. Like He's like
1: putting. That. Yeah, he had a sold out show the other night, but um, yeah, an artist I could take or leave. Really, I just don't really like his voice. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the features. He's big artist though, but big up him.
0: Yeah, the features on this are are, are crazy. Like Stormzy's on there and Tory Lanes and that's it. Um, that's even it, uh, it, that's D-Buck that's Europe. It. I'm I'm really feeling debug Europe. You know. Yeah. I'm really feeling them right now, bro. Like yeah. their album is sick.
1: Mm mm mm. Um, because they had the TV show. Captain Conan at the TV show. Right. And, right but right. I stopped watching it after a while. I think my brother-in-law put me onto it. Rap Game UK. Big Up Carl, yeah. And then I liked a few. That, I liked the female artists on it. And then there was a there was a prayer from like... She the, was
0: like a bit of a Lady shirt. Yeah, that's why
1: I liked it. And she had a, she seemed like the most experienced. And then I liked the, the road guy, the guy from North London.
0: Honestly, I didn't finish watching it, but I thought the road man seemed like he would win it because that style is right up Crepton Cole's street. And he, yeah, he, he was like getting the most better and better and better as the competition progressed. Uh, so for those that don't know, uh, Rap Game UK, it's like a reality TV show with Krepton Conan, and then they bring in loads of other industry dons. I think Getz was in on one. Um, also, DJ Target is um, is one of the dons in the show as well. And so they're basically taking on board a whole bunch of young up-and-coming artists and it's a competition, bit like um X Factor or something like that, where they're gonna see who's gonna be the best rapper in the group, and you know, and then they're gonna, they're gonna. I think they get a uh, a bit of money and they get a, a record get to be deal signed
1: and put the record. But it's mm. it's positive, and it. But it's also it's it's a great move for Krypton Conan. They're getting a foot in the door for the TV thing. They've obviously got some production company putting it all together, mm. and to get Target in there, and we had um all the artists doing their thing. Uh, but also what's important now, I think is all these artists, whether they get signed or they get acts from the show, they've got exposure. And the most important thing to do now is kick on and put that work in. Mm. So like I saw one of them on um, the guy with the afro, this brother, I, I don't know his name with it.
0: Oh, uh, the light-skinned dude with the throat. Yeah, he was yeah. good as
1: well, man. Sick. All of them are sick. All yeah. of them are amazing yeah. artists. Yeah, big, all of, like, all of them are. But it's one thing to get on the programme and, have your five minutes of fame but can you now go on all the radio stations can you now do loads of videos can you now go out and just features and just put in work 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 because work? that's the main thing now can you mm. kick on from this do you know what i mean
0: get on the grind so i think these days it's it's more important to do the freestyles to do the you know the f64s on sbtv and the daily duppies on grime daily and you know get those bars in get on um the Charlie Slo- oh Charlie Slof's not even on uh, yeah radio one no but, he one normal, no, is is but
1: yeah he does his own thing but like just get on all the radios and just drop Fire freestyles booth, was say. Yeah. Uh, yeah just drop all the f- all the freestyles and just just put in the work and drop your little songs and drop your little mixtapes and just be just be relevant and consistent and yeah. just drop things um what was it these people yeah there's the Jay Lucia the guy the sweet boy guy from Saint Lucia that was see even he's got his own little lane where he can s- sing and do his stuff but um yeah big up all of them. I did like, I like the program. I watched the, what's the Netflix one? I, I did like that a bit more, that Hustle and Flow. What was your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, um, it kind of, it, it, it's like, I'm a bit sad that we've got to talk about these two shows back to back because Hustle and Flow is a much bigger production. Oh, but it's Netflix in, in America, yeah. But
1: yeah, the rap, um, the yeah. rap show UK one was big and it's good and it's,
0: it was dope. It was it. it was it's just a good show. It's inspiring. It's inspiring the, um, for,
1: for for people as well.
0: I think that's on the iPlayer. Yeah. So yeah, for for, uh, for anyone who wants to check that out, go check that out, man. It, they, there's loads of good artists in there, and the judges are real. You know, it's like Krypton Conan and and people like of that ilk um, judging these artists. Um, Mist
1: as well. Oh, have you heard Mist's new record, uh, the Bangra Indian record with um, Steph London and the Indian guy with the uh, the turban yeah no bruv he is ah, anyway all right you might have to say yeah we'll go with that in a bit but um hustle Um, and flow was was really well put together um did you know who won right
2: yes are you you,
0: you sure so hustle and flow is like the american version of rap game uk or rap game uk is the uk version of hustle and flow however you want to look at it but it's got Uh, Chance the Rapper T.I. and Cardi B being as the judges same kind of concept whole bunch of artists coming through these trials and tribulations trying to get a big prize and trying to make it and in the end the winner was spoiler alert
1: D Smoke who from the beginning you thought this guys
0: he's something else yeah
1: a man was rapping in Spanish in English could play the piano he was the oldest one there he'd lived a life he was from like a, a rough area he was helping kids
0: he kept pulling out different things every round. He had something different level to he the was rest sick. of the
1: contestants. One thing I thought he was going to maybe go either way is when he battled the old man Saxon. Hmm. You know the guy who wore a suit and was rapping like he was from the old school, hmm. who apparently was homeless for a year. I was watching this video about him where he was living in his car and he was he was struggling. He was wasn't doing too well. So he's had an g- interesting story. But their battle was lyric was was really good. And then. D Smoke smashed it with the performances and the the songs and
0: yeah and I think you said he's got a project yeah, out already. In-
1: Inglewood High, so go stream that. It's called Inglewood High, Inglewood, and that's yes, yeah, it's, it's good. It's really interesting. Uh, and he's also just while I bring it up, what did I like? I,
0: th- I think you said he was uh, related to some
2: yeah.
1: So some apparently he's notable artist already. So his brother is Sir S I R. If mm. you don't know, get to know. He's signed by T D E and amazing singer artist. So check out Sir. So his brother is Sir and also his cousin is J-Rock.
0: Imagine that. So And they paired him up with Soundwave who also produces for TDE But records. it makes
1: me think as well that they already knew what was going on with the TV program. Well, so they've already patterned it up. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. they want to make good television. You knew the artists that were going to go far because they had a story behind them and then they pushed on. One artist who I thought was going to do more was that uh, Chicago rapper the female with all the tattoos um s- is it sasha go or something so she was basically from like shiraki Yeah, <laughs> she she wasn't grimy grimy she must
0: have got eliminated well early because i don't even remember her name
1: um she was basically like a shy town rapper like around the same time as keith chief and all these people come out okay chief keith keith chief whatever his fucking name is and then <laughs> bless you uh and she was she you know she was getting millions and millions and millions of views back in the day and then life's just taken over hmm. uh, so yeah but uh was it Sasha Gohard yeah it was Sasha Gohard so unfortunately she just didn't make it through she didn't make it but D Smoke was was definitely definitely the most talented guy and um the chick was what's her name L- uh London is it London B
0: yeah
1: with the wig he looked like a tian- Tiana she Taylor. A little bit. She she was Chris, man. Um no, but she was flowing. She was she, she could she, she's someone else you could see, right? I can see you as an artist. Honestly,
0: like she seemed like she looked like one of the, the big artists that were doing the judging. Like if she was sitting next to Chance the Rapper, TI and Cardi B, you would have thought she's, you know, on the same kind of level, same kind of stature as them. Well the irony um, is She sounded polished as well. Every yeah. time she performed, she killed it. If D-Smoke wasn't in the competition, she could have been a worthy winner.
1: Yeah. Well the irony is if you look at the the judges, like Cardi B, she's anything. Like she's not as good as those those artists. And the fact that she was She doesn't write her own bars as well. Yeah, and she like she had the delivery and stuff. But um, like chance, like great artist, T.I. Cardi
0: can rap though. I don't want you to shit on her like Yeah, this,
1: no, right? but they but they could all rap though. Everyone on that program could rap. That that wasn't the thing. It's like Talent wise and what else could they bring that was different? I suppose she's just a bit different. Oh, fireworks. Letting off in the sky. Um you missed it, my bad. Um so no, it was cool, man. It was good, it was a good programme. Interesting. It was a good watch, man. I
0: definitely recommend Yeah, I did fast that. forward That's it. Though. On Netflix.
1: I fast forwarded it to the main events. So when they had the songs with the artist, when they had the battles, when they had the the uh in the studio making a record, I just fast forwarded it till they performed. I didn't do that. I did that, but I you know Netflix are providing thing. that now feature, you can fast forward, they're doing like a fast forward feature, or skipping feature, I don't know why you just can't fast forward it anyway, but.
0: Maybe they just wanted you originally to just watch everything and take it in.
1: Yeah, but you can sort of see the formula is going, I thought oh, I can't be bothered with the whole backstory. So okay,
0: so this feature it's kind of like uh, having a DVD now, watching Netflix like it's a, like you've got a DVD, and you're just going to fast forward or rewind
2: couldn't Must you be. do that anyway I'm I know I back. know
1: that's what I was thinking um, <laughs> I don't know oh, I'm like I swear I've skipped through Like Netflix may have found an answer to our too much to watch age uh, I don't know what it was in true BRB fashion <laughs> 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 we make an interesting point and fuck it all up Yeah, that's just like fast forward and rewind, isn't it? So why are people complaining?
0: I don't know what's going on there, bro. I I'm pretty sure I've been watching a Netflix show and I've been rewinding it where like I've I've got I've I've done something and you know I'm like oh let me rewind this. No, I I don't know. I'm fast forward. I don't know
1: what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something else. Must be oh maybe it's a shortcut. Maybe it's a shortcut section. I know know you can skip the I know you can skip the uh, intro of a program.
0: Yeah, there's that little button
1: to skip the intro. Which people do that. Yeah. Unless it's Stranger Things intro, because that's got to be the best intro. You baby. love that intro, don't you? Yeah, that's the eighties synth baby. <laughs> Even though the programme was a bit we talking about, bruv? Stranger Things is dope. Stranger Things season three was dead. No, no, no. Dead I, in the water. I think
0: all right, some of my top three selected new TV shows, like as sort of something that's come out in the last couple of years. Definitely Stranger Things, uh, Mr. Robot, and also probably Rick and Morty. That might just be my top. There's, three there's a
1: strong science fiction uh, element to this. I love that shit. I know you do, yeah. I've not seen that robot thing, but I heard it's good. Pfft, Mr. Robot
0: is bananas. Is that on Amazon? Yes. See Amazon that. Prime Video. It is bananas. Gotta
1: find that gotta find that stream life. Um talking of television, I know we spoke on um the apprentice. You've been watching that? There's some funny people on there. Yeah, there's the guy the guy who looks like uh Biff from Back to the Future. The Cockney guy.
0: Yeah, I I get that. I get that. Uh, He looks like a typical uh, 80s kind of like coming of age movie villain.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a proper (laughs) geezer though. I like him. He's a proper like, all right, mate, how you doing?
0: If he wins it, that will be interesting, man.
1: Who's not going to win it? That guy that looks like Michael McIntyre, the gay guy. Oh,
0: yeah. He's got to be out sooner or later. He seems a bit annoying. Annoying's a good word. I do think he's a bit of an annoying character. Um, um, I honestly can't tell who's going to win it, though. Like there isn't. I think it's too early. Nobody's really come out and shown that you know they're going to be the one. Although there's one chick that reckons she's a librarian, and I'm like, who the fuck? Is like, it that timid girl? What fucking library did you work in? She's timid. Never she's been, not never timid, been timid, timid at all. She's flipping dominant. She's a little... Is
1: she the European one, the one with the accent? No,
0: no, oh. no. She's uh, an English girl. And she is savage. She's a straight savage businesswoman. Oh, she might win then. She, she I think she's a strong contender. Um, she's not here to make friends and play nice. That's it. Not. She's just getting to that money.
1: Get to the bag straight. Get to the. I uh, don't believe for a bag. second that she's a librarian. <laughs> she's probably just <laughs> said she that. she was, she was fucking people up like
0: when their books are in late when they're checking <laughs> them in. She weren't playing. She weren't take Well, she weren't messing about.
1: Making making money off the books. Off the books this year. Getting mad money off the books this year. Ain't
0: nothing for a cruise in here. Getting mad money off the books Got a big dun, name, it's
1: dun, right. dun, hey. dun, That is dun, dun, one of the greatest dun, dun, beats dun, dun. ever. <laughs> I got that on uh, I got it on vinyl. Shout out yeah? to the beat nuts. Shout out to the beat nuts. Shout out Big Pun R. I. P. So yeah, the apprentice. Um I need to get on it, but the people do seem a bit cuntish, like some of the people. They do seem a bit like They just throw each other under the bus.
0: Isn't everyone in business a bit cunnish?
1: Oh, he's giving it. Isn't that
0: like the whole point? He's not giving it. Yeah,
1: they are. There's this thing that I've got. Cutthroat. I don't know if I've ever spoken to
0: you about that before, but have you ever heard someone use that phrase, it's just business?
1: Yeah, but not to... mm, Maybe because I don't work in that sector, but I have heard it. It's, it's, like mean, it's nothing personal. It's just I business. Mean, I, I it's nothing don't personal.
0: work in a business sector, I suppose. I do work in the private sector. I don't know if that, if the. I mean, there's business in every sector, really. But yeah, I suppose if someone uses that phrase, it's just business, pretty much they've just fucked you over. Yeah. So if you're saying it's just business, that's basically an excuse.
1: It's just don't take it personal. To fuck
0: someone over. So really, if you're a savage business person, you are a bit cuntish. You're fucking people over. That's what you do every day. Well, and you're, you know, t- to make yourself feel better about it, you just say, well, "What are you getting upset for?" Like, I know you've lost your house and your mortgage and everything. We've just like repossessed your home, but
1: it's just business. It's the way the game goes. Don't hate the player, hate the game.
0: No, nah, I think some people have to be held accountable for their actions, man.
1: Yeah. Um. No one's ever really said it, so I have I've heard it said. I have, you know, I have, I know what you mean though. In terms of that, do you reckon now in the apprentice someone's going to say it? It's just business, baby.
0: People say that shit all the time. That's just a regular phrase. But honestly, business is not for the faint-hearted, is it? It is. You got to
1: be. Yeah, you got to be in it. Like you can't. You're not there to make friends. There, you're there to make money.
0: People steal your ideas, set you up. It is a madness in business, boy. Some people are cut out for it. Some people ain't.
2: Mm, mm.
1: Um, moving on. Talking about cutting things out. Oh, Uh, I just want to shout out to Gary Vito because he's an entrepreneur. Oh, He's ruthless, though. You can tell he's a ruthless guy.
0: um, But he's an entrepreneur that tries to spread love and to show people there's a new way to conduct business. He tries to show you that you don't have to be cuntish. You can be uh, a nice person. You can offer value. You can have great customer service. You can, you know...
1: I've seen You many can be
0: a good person and still make money, is what he's trying to yeah trying to Yeah,
1: pitch. yeah. Well the American way is the capitalist society, so they're out to get a dollar by all means. And I I, I watched the uh when by he goes any ra- means when he goes around to the different garage and yard sales, the people selling stuff in their garden and he buys it and then he flips it on eBay. <laughs> and that's nice. Yeah, but he's like uh, he's ruthless with
0: it. Um I saw a video where he did a phone call and he was showing people how to like pitch like how to make a sales call and he literally made a phone call and he got a customer like like on the phone on Sick. the video filmed it and everything yeah and and he even said to the guy yeah so i'm just recording this conversation if you don't mind there's Anything. ways to
1: do it there's there's, there's ways to make the sales even the guy the original Wolf of or wall street guy going back to Wolf wall street earlier conversation he hadn't he was on the breakfast show hmm. the guy the original guy and he's talking about how on the phone you just finesse people, and it's the language you use. When I used to work in car insurance sales, you the language you use to finesse people to part with their money or or, or buy extra things is is deep. Some people are just amazing at it. They it's go oh, sales so pitch. Yes, the language you use is yeah. it's it's is fascinating, man. The it's, language I think is
0: I think culture is very important because it's all culture. It all comes down to culture, isn't it? And the environment that you're in. Because if you're in a culture that says this is normal then, you know, you, you're not going to think there's anything wrong. You're going to think it's just business. Yeah. But it's not. There's actually some real, like you say, cuntish practices that don't have to be done. Well And Gary V is leading that revolution of showing people that yeah. it doesn't have to be done. But I he's bet, a multi-millionaire.
1: But I bet there's some people that call him, he say he's a bit cuntish though, so... I bet he has been a bit ruthless uh, to some I'm people. sure
0: someone will say he's a fairy and he's soft and, yeah. and all of this stuff as well
1: just like in the words of like one of our favourite podcasts don't be a dick everyone just get on and do the things the right way so big up. You really like them, man, don't you? Yeah, them man. I say like everyone's safe. Listen, I got love for people that got love for us. Everyone's man. No, fuck them, man. Oh, you're being a you being a cunt now. <laughs> I shouldn't use that. It's word, just though. business. <laughs> what it do, baby? <laughs> hey, speaking of cutting things out, you you put me onto this uh this documentary, Game Changers. We got to speak about this because we got a few people that. Uh, that listen to us and and mess with us who are big on the vegan and living healthy. So I want to shout out all my vegans, all my vegetarians, everyone that's living healthy. Mm. You put me onto this. Now I've watched about half of it about how changing your diet to a vegan diet, a plant-based diet can help you uh, in terms of um, energy and your sharpness. And it was fascinating watching it and seeing athletes past and present who have changed their diet and and how much they say it's helped them and it was it was deep man so I just wanted to you know just just bring that to the to the podcast listeners ears
0: yeah um just before I get into that you you actually made me think uh, back to a conversation I had recently um with one of my boys where he was introducing me to the concept of fasting Mm. um so it's something that a lot of athletes do. A lot of people that are just training and stuff, they do intermittent fasting. And what he was telling me, what I learned recently, is that apparently fasting can increase your testosterone. So when I heard that, I said, what? And then he, then he sent me some article. He expanded on it I was like, fuck. So th- there's a lot in this this nutrition and, and health and, and and training kind of world. And diet is a huge part of it. So this Game Changers documentary is huge. Um, It is done by a guy who entered the... Did you ever see that Ultimate Fighter? Yeah. Um, Kind of like a reality TV uh, fighting tournament. Yeah. um, For people that aren't actual pro fighters. And this guy won it. He actually won the Ultimate Fighter. Um, And what he does for a living... Is he trains um, like a, an American military unit, like American Special Forces or something? He mm. trains them on uh, sort of hand-to-hand combat um, or close-quarters combat, as a, a Metal Gear Solid fan would know (CQC). Um, so, really, really a, a interesting guy. Like to want to look into this, you know, uh, a guy like that that makes a film like this. You got to think, why? Why is he looking into it? And in the film, he, he talks about. You know um his father who had an illness and that's what made him want to think how can i help to prolong my father's life um and then he goes around and talks to all of these other high performance athletes like um Lewis, Lewis Hamilton's yeah. in there and uh Arnold Schwarzenegger's in there. Carl
1: Lewis was, was
0: featured and um, yeah, there's loads. There's loads of, there's, you know, whatever sport you're into, there's probably someone um, that is uh, a vegan or a vegetarian in there. Um, and the interesting thing for me was when they showed the guy that's the strong man, like this guy's competing to be oh, the strongest was, man in yeah, the world. Yeah, that
1: guy with a beard. Yeah. He, and he's Absolute monster. And you,
0: you you generally think about food and nutrition. You think, right, if you're going to build muscle, you need your carbohydrates and you need your protein. So you're gonna have to eat lots of fish and lots of chicken and even red meat has its protein. And this guy's vegetarian. Or not even vegetarian, vegan. Mm.
2: You know?
0: So that's no dairy, like no uh like a lot of diet plants have
1: like cottage cheese and stuff like that in there because it's like high in protein. Um It was interesting with the blood test of the uh American footballers and they had the tacos. Or the wraps, or whatever, and one was a chicken, one was a bean, and one was a mince, and they just looked about how the uh, clean their blood was after it. And just because they're Puerto Rican, they've been eating beans their whole life. Oh, <laughs> I've been eating beans my whole life. I like what he did there. That's a reference to the uh, rhythm and flow. Yeah, that battle was ridiculous. That that was was sick. I felt sorry <laughs> for that chick when she battled him because that's all he like. He was. He was about that He's life. A, he was a beast. Shout eh? out to
0: Beans. She was a dope rapper in um Hustle and Flow. No, nah,
1: she weren't. She was she was No, nah, she
0: was dope. There's nothing wrong with Beans. She could have a good career, man. She, she could alright. she could crack on her and have a good career. Um But
1: yeah, it's was all about eating healthy and helping your body what is it? Uh regenerate after a workout or providing extra, you know, a bit of extra energy and protein. So it was fascinating, really. So it might be worth Venturing, cutting out the meat, that's J- James that's
0: Wilkes. That's the guy, man. James Wilk, a trainer for the US military, man. And it, you know what I mean? And if he's saying that, you know, I'm out here training and flipping special forces units and shit on hand-to-hand on combat, and I am exploring different training methods and different diets to get an extra edge, and extra, you know? Well, there were and no then I can pass this on yeah, to my people. There were
1: known athletes who were doing it, using there it. Was boxer, and there were some people that are actually using it and have shown what they're doing as, as helping them, so it's been you know... The one with the firefighters as well? I'm not that far ahead, I need to... See, my problem is I I, I must share my Netflix with, like, family members, so I tried to watch the Dolomite thing mm. uh, and even the uh, El Camaro or whatever to get ahead of the game and... El Camino. El you Camino. haven't seen
0: El Camino yet. I haven't had the chance, man. It's uh, people been using up my Netflix. Bro, you gotta watch that. That is sick. I'm
1: gonna. I've, I've heard. So I've
0: heard for anyone so that was a fan of Breaking Bad, El Camino is the new Breaking Bad movies out on Netflix right now. You gotta see it. You got. I, I don't want to give a spoiler, but you got to see it. It's fucking crazy. No,
1: will don't spoil anything. Um, so we're moving on from television and watching things. And you were talking about how we can, uh, help our selves by changing our diet with the whole vegan thing. And I know you're the self-help person on the podcast and want a happy marriage. <laughs> trying to help myself. <laughs> Science says look for these personality traits in your spouse. So these qualities that may not appear sexy or to stand out, but they'll help you build a relationship that lasts. This is interesting.
0: Well, we need your opinion here because you're a happily married man. So let's see if you can co-sign what it says in this article. So right? if,
1: so these are things you want to look for uh, with your partner or if you want to try and find someone long-term, yeah? I presume. So hit me. Hit me. Um, so, Bigger all those that are getting married or looking to get married or just in a loving long-term relationship. And bigger all those that are single who are loving themselves and, you know, they're getting it in. You're
0: just in a mood to big up everybody right now, aren't you? We've
1: got to spread love. It's the podcast way. I like that. I we like that. A little Biggie reference there. I'm sipping on this innocent super smoothie berry. We only said what we're drinking today. That's We're off the beer because it's a...
0: That's kind of because, well, you're the only one drinking something. I've got no liquid. <laughs> No beverage, nothing. Do wanna, do nah, I don't want your backwash, bloody berry flipping smoothie thing. You, you don't want my berry juice? Pause. Oh,
1: pause. Strawberry, raspberry, coconut milk, and soy protein. But even this is a bit of a myth because I just drink water usually. Anyway, sorry, go and be digressed. No, water's
0: good? I mean, obviously, I was drinking my green tea earlier. I got a super malt in the
1: fridge. so A lot of calories good. in a super malt, man. You reckon? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to back a super malt every day after work when I was working like mm. a long time ago in the summer. Like, just so tired, and then I have it. I think it's got a lot of vitamin D, and then you, when you have a soup you feel a lot better. But apparently, it's got calories in it, so.
0: There's a lot of vitamins in there, man. It's a, uh, it's known as a, a bit of an elixir.
1: Mm. So, what are we looking for in these traits, and I'll vouch or.
0: All right, so we're talking about qualities you should look for, yeah, for someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with, the rest of your life.
1: So. <sighs> that's a mad. That's a long. time. There was a
0: piece in Psychology Today. Published a few years ago, that this uh, writer has kind of done a little summary of, yeah, mm-hmm. by a, a psychologist called Jeremy Nicholson, and he lays out research that supports this approach. We're going to talk about. Um, now, in one of these studies, he, he shows that partners of individuals high in self-control trust those partners more. Partners of individuals high in self-control trust those partners more um and it turns out there's three different studies that show romantic partners with high self-control were much likelier to be faithful to their lovers than those with lower self-control so if your partner appears to be someone with discipline then they're going to make a good a good long-term choice for you yeah because they're likely to not cheat on you because if you know when you have problems in a relationship when they're feeling a bit emotional they've got the self control they've got yeah the discipline i agree with that you've got the to discipline you've got to stay and faithful
1: and that shows that you've got your s- you you've got your own shit sorted as well so if you've got discipline and self control you've got yourself in order um you'll be less likely to stray or be easily coerced or distracted by other things, so I agree with that
0: so that's our first quality yeah self control the second quality we should look for by, uh says Nicholson is conscientiousness mm So it's not the most glamorous bloody (laughs) qualities to look for (laughs) in a partner, I suppose. But um, apparently, if you have a conscientious partner, yeah, so conscientious means like, you know, being self-aware and, you know, just being aware of your environment. And, you know, maybe even looking from the other point of view, being thoughtful, conscious, conscientious. If you've got a conscientious partner, they're more likely to make an effort to work things through when you get into a conflict. Uh, So there's studies uh, where researchers found that conscientiousness plays a role in the motivation to correct relationship mistakes in constructive problem solving and in relationship satisfaction. Um, So if uh, Nicholson goes on to say you may want someone who sweeps you off your feet. But the truth is you'll have a happier relationship if you pick someone willing to do the work required <laughs> to iron out the difficult issues that come up in every relationship. Yeah, you So w- you need someone who's thoughtful, someone who's conscientious, someone who's going to be prepared to get in the nitty-gritty and grind.
1: Yeah, roll up your sleeves because it's a, it's a commitment. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. You don't want someone who's a pushover and you don't want someone who's just... It's all just one-way traffic and they're not adhering to what you have to say or offer, and you're inevitably gonna come a cropper and have disputes or not agree on things or when it comes to big decisions. So you're gonna need to work it out and see both sides of the story. I'd say one of the biggest things you need to be able to do, and as a man is, Ooh. oh, here we go. There's a dramatic pause there. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Ooh. Hotly anticipating what's coming next. Take notes is learn to uh, probably links into that second statement is like learn to say sorry and learn to have a bit of humility and know when you're wrong Mm. and even maybe when you're not wrong (laughs) still learn to say sorry and keep it moving (laughs) you see from a
0: male perspective yeah us guys we always don't know what the fuck happened and you know our missus gets upset and we just have to apologize but should we apologize like if
1: it depends what you've done. Obviously. If we haven't
0: even done anything wrong, if she's like, you know, being a drama queen and she's just kicking off for no reason, oh, should know, we just be
1: let, letting her like take the piss? No, you shouldn't. And then women women will take the piss for as far as they can. Right. So they want a man to be strong or a partner to be strong. We, should say, we shouldn't say man, we shouldn't just, we should keep it like um, non-binary. Yeah, whatever fucking, yeah, whatever. Non-gender specific. So men and women are going to take the piss if you allow them to take the piss out of you and that goes if you're married if you're single if you're seeing someone that you like and it's not being reciprocated so when it comes to them people throwing their pram throwing their toys at the pram and acting up just you can't you can't entertain the bs you can't entertain the foolishness but then you got to talk to them and say look if you're not ready to talk and pan it out iron it out then maybe Kay. you know so it's, communication is key communication is vital so
0: Uh, Just to sum up the first two points in this article here, uh, you need someone with self-control. You need someone who is conscientious. And the last thing that you need is you need someone who keeps their promises. Mm. Yes. Um, So across four different studies, the authors found that self-control and conscientiousness predicted follow through on relationship promises. So they all kind of interlinked if someone has good self control and they are also a conscientious person then the likelihood is that they will also be someone who follows through on their promises if they say um uh, uh, yeah i'm going to be here i'm going to come and link up with you then they're going to be there and they're yeah. going to come and link up with you well,
1: it's like you f- it, yeah no i agree
0: if if it's like they're going to be flaky like oh you know what Something just came up, and i can't make it let's let's rearrange for yeah
1: th- it like your friends if you've got someone who keeps flaking on you or keeps like lying or piring it you're, you're gonna you're gonna eventually lose interest so it's the same in a relationship so if you break a promise it's like you shouldn't really break promises to children because then they they hold that shit to to heart so mm-hmm. with women or men if you promise right i'm gonna do this or invest in this or, or do this, and you break your promise you can't trust them and if you don't have trust you don't have anything Trust is that the trust is the the foundation. So if you can trust mm. them to go out to uh, on holiday, if you can trust them to go out with the girls or the lads, or if you can trust them to have friends of the opposite sex who are just friends, you know, um, you got to be able to trust them. And if you can't trust them, then then fuck them. Well, yeah. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> like, fuck who? <laughs> Wait a minute now. <laughs> so if you can't, yeah, if you can't have trust, then it's what is trust? There's ru- the trust rela- is everything. Without trust, the relationship turns to rust,
0: or turns to dust. <sighs> Boris, boom. See that there? Um, so, crust. Apparently, people don't keep promises because they love you. They do it because they have the self-control to complete the task they mm. promised they would do.
1: Eh? So sometimes it's about
0: self-control, Charlie.
1: I understand you've got to carry out these things. Sometimes you don't want to, but you've got to do it. Sometimes you've got to... Because it's bigger than you. It's bigger than rap. It's, mm. it's it's a team effort. It's like you you might not want to go and see the f- the mother-in-law or the family. Not me personally. I love still Big Up, M- my mother-in-law and all that. The family's all good. But you might not want to go to see a certain... Fr- see them with their friends or go out to a, f- a thing that they want to do. Or you've got to learn to... You Know and same with vice versa, they they might not want to watch the football or go to a, a certain music night or listen to this or do that. Mm. Or, or so it's about give or take, it's
0: got to be a little bit of give or take. Uh, they go on here to uh to add some uh some tips mm. on how to find a partner with these types of qualities. Um, so T- Tinder, <laughs> <laughs> just swipe. Put, this, put this in your Tinder profile. <laughs> if she doesn't swipe left, then you're all good.
1: There's <laughs> got a, I think you are going to say a rhyme there.
0: If she swipes right, then she's all right. she swipes left, then... She's a dirty sket.
1: <laughs> now you want the... Usually the on Tinder, innit? it? That's why you swipe in right. Great.
0: Great. Um, so, <laughs> Nicholson suggests... Paying attention to your date's attention span. Mm. A short attention span bodes ill for conscientiousness yeah. and self-control. If
1: you're on a date and and you're and you're on a date and this person's always on their phone, forget about it, man. Forget about it. Forget about it.
0: Hey, hey, you think you're on a date with me? Forget about it, What's little cockroach. What's the second one? Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> he says if you're on a date. Um, pay attention to their attention span. A short attention span both ill for conscientiousness and self-control. He also recommends finding someone who is good at making plans with you and sticking to them.
1: That's like the promises
0: <laughs> one. Yep. The third idica- indicator is, um. oh, it's not something that Nicholson mentions, but the person who's written this little summary article says they believe it is a good test of both qualities. Uh, so what happens when you and your potential partner disagree? Does the other person leave the room in a huff? Does that person try to get you to change your mind with like are they using anger or like emotional blackmail? Are they like, you know, doing all kinds of antics and stuff when you have an argument? Or does that person discuss the issue with you and try to work through things and find an acceptable compromise?
1: Yeah, I think that's where the the, the compromise comes in because you, you can't be right all the time. You can't have your way all the time regardless of who you are. So mm. so
0: they're going to say, it might not sound romantic or sexy like something out of a fairy tale, but this is how you get to live happily ever after. Find someone who will patiently put in the effort to work things out early in your relationship and it's likely they will bring those same skills to the table later on when more serious conflicts arise, like when I smashed your sister. How are you going to deal with that?
1: What? Is that, are you reading the thing or are you being serious? I'm just messing about. Fucking but up. I'm just saying,
0: like if we if we're having a little a little squabble over something minor. What you and uh, me? And, no, I'm saying oh. me and a potential partner. Oh, right? okay. Having a little squabble.
1: That's what I fucked your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker <laughs> just, start, just start playing some Machiavelli in the background, isn't it? Hit him up.
2: That's
1: why I fucked your
0: you fat motherfucker. Sorry. So yeah, someone who's gonna put in the effort to work things out early will bring those same skills to the table later on. So like, if if I end up smashing my date's sister, no, but that's it. She'll probably be able to to reason with me You can never do that never
1: do the never never leave. Always leave something you can leave in sixty seconds, or what's the saying? Never, never enter something you can't leave in sixty seconds. Word to Pacino, like in Heat, like you can't do dirt like that. You can't shoot on your own doorstep. But the the obviously the, not. That's just that's this. Yeah, that is that's mad dramatic. That's just like crazy. But I, off. I think um the the eternal saying of happy wife, happy life. Sort of not to cater to every one of their needs, but you know.
0: See, this is the thing. Like how how do you, because. Like your wife might just throw a tantrum.
1: Oh, then you just leave him be, innit? it? And just let him have a tantrum. And
0: what's so what? You don't apologize if yeah, she's but it depends blaming if you. If not it wrong or not, if she's blaming you for doing something, and you're like, it's not really my fault. Do you ever just be like, all right, sorry, and just to M- kind of calm her down? And me
1: sometimes. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do. Yeah.
0: But then on the same su- on the same token, did you not say that? You, you probably shouldn't put up with shit like that.
1: Yeah, no, but then it's constant. There's there's like a thing. Li- yeah, I know what you mean. Because that would
0: start, but that would just start an argument, wouldn't it? Like, because now you would just be going back and forth.
1: Well, that's and that's the that's the headache and the argument you don't need. So sometimes you just got to be the. Because then they'll they'll do the same as well. They'll apologize down the line and be like, "Oh, I'm sorry for flipping out at you. Or I'm sorry for doing this. Or I'm sorry mm. for blah 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 blah. Whatever it is. So it's about like knowing when to say sorry when you're wrong or when you've identified there's a problem and you could either continue to be stubborn and not say anything, and it could just be friction, or you just keep keep it moving.
0: It's too vague, man. We need a simple five-step program. We need a formula. Step one, do this. Step it's two, the ten, do ten, that.
1: Like the ten, rap com, the 10 crap commandments. That's it. Programme. Ten Love Commandments. I might do that for Valentine's Day. Should we do a Valentine's Day oh, we special? Got,
0: We've got a couple of months to actually get this in place. We could come up with something very good, you know. We've got a few months. So what are the, the rules? Ten Love Commandments.
2: Because
1: you know what I was saying? There isn't a formula. If there was, then I'd package it and sell it and be like Gary Vee and make money. But I I was reading about... um Yeah, there's no there's no formula to find love, man. you just got to just... Good luck. Come on, Everton. You've got to find <laughs> find love and just do your thing. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Listen,
0: well, not finding love. Finding love, I think, is the easy bit. Maintaining um, it. It's the well, you don't find love. I don't it believe
1: it you find love. I don't. I don't think. Lo- I think love is developed over time. I mean, you y- you have love. You don't believe s- in love at first sight. No, no, no. It Doesn't exist personally. I th- I believe in lust at first sight. Grease. And I believe in like, like your. Like you have like love for different people. Like love at first sight is a mother and, and their and their child when they like instantly give birth and that's like mm. that's the r- real love at first sight or when you or when a baby when yeah when a baby's in the family that's love at first sight when you see someone you think whoa that's like that's like oh, I love a bit of that that's l- that's lust in it and then you get to know them and then that develops and then over time love is. Cause love's an invested interest. Like I've got like love. I've got love for you. Like you're one of my oldest friends, close friends. We got love. Big got bro. But I'm not shaking
0: your sweaty hand. Though, so we'll move that.
1: Well, this me. goes into the next thing about when do you refuse? Yeah, let's, let's keep it moving because we've got to wrap this up soon. Well, they got no love for them sweaty palms. When, what do you mean, blood? <laughs> hey, they're not put them in your face. I can't
0: <laughs>
2: what did the five fingers say? Slap. <laughs> like dolomite. See, I ain't even seen
0: dollar. Pull my finger.
1: See what <laughs> I have to deal with on Beer ref, and banter. This is on a Sunday, not even on a Saturday. That better not smell, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna move, bruv. I'm glad you brought the. Ha- I'm glad we got the handheld mic, so I can do this from another room. <laughs> One of your many mansions <laughs> oh, shit. in the back cave. Listen, <laughs> when is it when is it okay to not shake someone's hand as we end on this? So you're refusing to shake my hand because they're sweaty. It's not sweaty. Man's obviously holding the I mic. I think that's a proper
0: situation where you can say I'm not shaking your hand because you have got sweaty palms.
1: But how do you, how do you know they're sweaty before you've even met him? Well, I
0: did shake your hand at the start of the podcast and it was a bit sweaty, fam. So it's like obviously I don't really want all of that. It's that, all this all this all, all these, these, these excess th- toxins from your body. Because and right, and, I'm drinking you know
1: the innocence. It's all the all the good living and food that's coming out of my body. I did eat well last night.
0: Um, Although there is a time and a place when, like, you know, like, after a sporting event and everyone's been working up a sweat, <laughs> you know, and then you just shake hands, like, to say, you know, like, you've had a contest, you've had a clash of might. Yeah, and that's you shake hands to, that, yeah, but, to but congratulate to congratulate. Because
1: the reason I say this is because um, Sajid Javid, Conservative uh, Chancellor, um, he was interviewed recently in the media. And he said that he met Hugh Grant and Hugh Grant, he called Hugh Grant rude because he refused to shake his hand.
0: That's the professional way of calling someone a dickhead, isn't it? Uh,
1: basi- dickhead. Basically, well, yeah, it is, yeah. And, um, You're so rude. But Hugh Grant said, I'm not going to shake your hand because um, he was dismissive over the press and how they abused people in real, you know, normal people and... Savage, you know, being a conservative, whatever. I don't know if I'd shake his hand, but that goes beside the point. There's, there's some probably Labour people's hands of mine might not shake.
0: You've probably shaken a lot of Tory hands before,
1: you I probably have. Yeah, it. I have. Yeah, I have. And um, no, whatever your political belief, that's 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 big you up in it. Well, not not UKIP, I wouldn't shake a UKIP or BNP hand, probably have because
0: sometimes people don't discuss their um political affiliations, mm. they would mm-hmm. rather just move through life without anybody knowing what they really think.
1: So when is it okay to not shake someone's hand? So you've seen someone with like a sweaty hand saying, oh, I'm, I'm going to like stick your hand out and then go to like wipe your hair, give them the, give them the swerve. People, their their political views, you might you might not agree with them, so I'm not shaking your hand. Mm. Would you respect, is there anyone else?
0: Whose hand I wouldn't want to shake?
1: No, not personally whose hand you wouldn't want to shake, but like in terms of uh, if there was someone... When is it okay to not spud someone or not shake someone's hand? Or
0: I think when someone's done something disrespectful,
1: like y- like the uh, football thing, like why um, Evra and um, who's the footballer that used to Suarez? Yeah, he didn't shake his hand or the uh, Giggs and John Terry. Or no, Wayne Bridge and
0: wait a minute, who didn't shake whose hand? Was it Suarez that refused to shake Evra's hand? No, other way around.
1: Evra I think refused because he because he.
0: Because he racially abused him. Allegedly. So that's a fair enough kind of scenario where you yeah, think, yeah, like, okay, you racially abused me, um, so I'm not going to shake your hand at the end of the game.
1: I agree with that. If someone's done you dirt, mm. and you know they've done you dirt, yeah, like saying, no, it's just business. <laughs> and <gonna> it's just <laughs> bit, <fuck laughs> It's Trying just to shake business. your hand. I just lost
0: my flipping home. It's just business? Yeah, you're not shaking that person's hand. That's it. Um, or, you know, well, you just... Screwed me over out of like £10,000. Are you crazy with this business deal? I'm not shaking your hand after that. So, so yeah, if if someone's done something disrespectful, I think it's perfectly fine to say to them, I'm not going to shake your hand. If you don't hand. like someone, if you don't you like a someone dishonorable at work, man.
1: if you don't like someone at work and you're out like at work do Christmas do or you see him, are you like... Fake smiles, hugs, and like shake hands. No, I
0: take my gloves off and slap them with it.
1: Sheesh <coughs> Leave your gloves on, man. No prints. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I don't slap them with my hand. I slap them with the glove. Oh, that's like,
1: uh, some scarlet, <coughs> scarlet pimpernel shit. I, <laughs> sir, challenge you to a duel. <laughs> 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 We'd <just> start fencing. <laughs> 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 with what, the umbrellas. What? What? What, what gloves <laughs> you got? Like the, the black, the it? black leather gloves, the mashman gloves.
0: <laughs> um, I just got some North Face gloves.
1: I respect Standard that. cotton thing. I respect that. I was gonna get. In. I need to get cotton poly in it mix in a North Face coat. Um, Polyester for the warmth. Is there anything you want to uh for the comfort? Discuss as we st- we look to wrap this up. It's been a long episode, but I feel we've had to discuss a lot because we've not we've not recorded for so long. It's been a minute, bro. Ah, but you
0: know what? I've enjoyed it, and I've really liked that last. Spud me, seeing as you're not gonna touch my sweaty, sweaty. <laughs> sweaty. <laughs> but I do like that last discussion on shaking someone's hand because, well, because um, it was like,
1: do you remember? Yeah, sorry, go on.
0: Because there there are many scenarios where we probably do shake someone's hand, even though deep down inside we don't want to. Yeah. So why is it not okay for me to voice my displeasure and say, you know what, I'm not shaking your hand because X, Y, Z. And I think there's going to be a lot of scenarios where it's cool for you to do that. And that's probably the best thing to do is to just bring it out in the open and say, look, man, I'm not shaking your hand because I, I don't agree with. Just be honest. With whatever you're about or whatever you've done. Hmm.
1: That's an interesting one because you know, there's people that might have thrown you under the bus at work, and then you'd be like, Ain't nobody w- fucking with you. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So it's an interesting one. It, it goes back to like, remember our discussion before? It's like, How do you greet your friends, partners?
0: Yeah, I remember that one.
1: Yeah, do you go in for the hug? Do you go into like,
0: I kind of try and, and wait for her to give an inkling on what she wants to do and nine times out of ten I think she kind of goes in for the kiss and then I'm like yeah okay now that's what you do or or sometimes I just I shape up to the side and then go in for that very impersonal kind of side hug kind of I'm gonna tap your shoulder now and hug you from the side (laughs) yeah because that you can't go wrong with that but it's just you know I remember being a teenager and I remember um, hugging girls and some of them really putting their, like, the feeling their breasts all squashed against me. Oh, you're just me, getting pervert now, their mate. Putting pelvis into it and I'm like, oh, Scrubs. You're just a pervert, oh, mate. Oh my God. No, but like, there was chicks that used to hug like that, fam. And I was just like, wow,
1: <laughs> this is inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> Um, and then you sorry, get like, you then you get like an older <laughs> goon from your blood. Why are you hugging my girl like that? Yeah, you know <laughs> <laughs> You, you got, to shake sh- her sweaty palm like. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, and then
0: shit. he's like, yeah, I'm not shaking your hand after you hugged my missus like that.
1: Yeah, your right hand, especially your right hand. It's it's important.
0: You see, this is the other thing
1: that in Ghanaian culture.
0: Mm. I believe this actually extends to the whole of Africa. I think it is like an African
1: tradition. I have to remember that, because um, I'm going Cape Town, innit? Uh, uh, yeah, go on. To use
0: your right hand, because the, the left hand is seen as... Um, to wipe your... Yeah.
1: To wash your... your, your And it's
0: your, a bit of a disrespect to use your, your left hand. you are supposed to use your right hand. Yeah, I think hand. it's the same in, so uh, in some Asian parts
1: of Asia as well. Okay.
0: So if somebody... And it's happened to me before. If somebody tries to give me their left hand to shake my hand.
1: That's when it's okay to not shake their hand.
0: Exactly. I'm... Just I can actually just slap it and say, move your left hand from me. Because there's some people out there that purposely know the left hand is a disrespect. Yeah. So they want to give it to you to disrespect you in some way.
1: But if you don't know it's disrespectful, does it still mean something if they know it's disrespectful?
0: Yeah, because in their mind, oh, I've just disrespected this yeah, prick yeah, by as shaking as well. his hand with my left hand. That's an interesting one.
1: So with that, I'm not going to shake your hand with my left hand. Thank you. Didn't you. Wait a minute. Didn't you just stick out your left hand for me?
0: No. No. Come on,
1: man. Spud. All right, I'll spud. The
0: thing is, I, I'm gonna actually get my right fist to spud you with my right <laughs> Give fist. Give it a boosh, boom.
1: Power, power fist. Pause. Do you want to try to click again? All right, signing off. <laughs> <laughs> S- signing off. This is English. Wait, that needs some work. <laughs> Allow me, man. It's dry. They it should be wet. It's oh, it's
0: just mad. One more time.
1: No, what you? Th- I can't do it. Bloke. All right, do it. Do it like that. Yeah. So
0: this at the end, you, your hands kind of like your fingers just kind of curl a little Alright. bit.
1: All right. Be a rap and banner at be a rap And then you want your your hand to kind of hit your palm. Be beer, a rap and banner at gmail dot com. Teach me how to do the handshake @ingslt.
0: at Ingzlt at Sirius
1: <sighs> What else? That's it, I think. Yeah, I think so, man. Just enjoying watching. There's a really bad injury to Gomez, so I hope he gets better. Well, I'm not enjoying that. His foot was looking like a right angle.
0: Jorge Masvidal f- fucked up Nate Diaz. Yeah. Nate Diaz's face was a mess, bro. It looked like a bowl of spaghetti, fam.
1: Arms are sweaty. We're back to the bowl of spaghetti. Mom, spaghetti. But
0: the, the fight got stopped.
1: And the Canelo Alvarez drop in the 11th. Oof. Ugh.
0: Yuck. Was it, was it Was it one of them ones? Dirt. Nice.
1: Cool. Signing off. Make sure you subscribe, share the podcast, let people know. Yeah, man. And play on podcasts, a football podcast we do, Alternative Week. And all the guests we've had on, and YouTube, and that's it, man.
0: I guess we're out then.
1: Safe. Peace.